Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of the iRace We Gamble podcast. One of your hosts, Alex Crum, joined again by Josh Steiner. Crum, the wheels on the track, they sit right there, sit right there, sit right there. The wheels on the track, they sit right there. I'm just burying the lead here. Yeah, I I really didn't know where you were going with that song when you started. I was like, oh boy, where's he going? Now I get it. <laughs> and I was going to make a pun about Texas, or not even a pun, really just the fact that um, there's a lot of big things in Texas. The cup race last week and F1 this week. Kind of cool. The Rex in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, but first, before we get into all that good stuff, do you want to give some shout outs? uh to some people that have been pretty cool uh in my life at least um first shout out i want to give is to uh pat uh thank you pat for going to the casino with me and placing some bets we'll talk about it a little bit later in the podcast but um it was fun to go there and uh put some bets on on some of the nfl games and some of the nascar racing um another shout out goes to sarah uh, my partner currently she is she's very cool Uh, she's an avid listener Really enjoy spending time with her, so that's been nice. Uh, another shout-out goes to Alex Wazellis and the Westerkrondekoid Eagles. Their varsity volleyball team that Alex coaches uh, won their homecoming game. That was fun. I got to see that live and in person. They did a great job. Um, also, shout-out to Ken for watching Dash this upcoming weekend. Uh, I'll be away for a little bit, um, but happy to have uh, Ken watching him. And shout-out to Dash my dog for being just the best little dog in the world. He's literally just sitting at my feet right now as I record, uh, just hanging out, being cool, not barking. It's nice to, nice to have a dog in your life. Highly recommend uh, go out to your local shelter and adopt a dog. Um, okay. So uh, obviously I do also want to shout out our iRace We Gamble Twitter handle, just the title of the show, no spaces, no punctuation on Twitter. Um, we also have an email address if you have some longer form feedback or questions you want to send to us. That's iracewegamble at gmail.com. So at iracewegamble and iracewegamble at gmail if you want to send us anything. Um, and I retweet and tweet any updates to lineups or anything like that or any news that might be happening. So uh, it's a good follow. I would I would recommend. Okay. Real quick, going to talk about some my racing stuff. I did finally do some AI uh, racing at Kansas for once because I wanted to get back in that. Um, but before I talk about that a little bit, um, do you want to mention some news? I saw that the Brazil Stock Car Pro Series is coming to iRacing in 2022. So that means some new cars um, probably in the next build, I imagine, or maybe in the, the spring build. So season two of 2022. Could be, not quite sure, but they announced that. Um, and also, they're updating the current uh, rendition they have of Phoenix in the game. Um, it was scanned in 2012, which was before Phoenix made some major upgrades to their facility. They moved the start-finish line and all those kinds of things. So um, iRacing is going to be updating Phoenix on the service, I think, ahead of the championship race there basically to make sure it's, you know, kind of in sync with what they're doing uh, when we get to the championship finale race. Um, And I think the scan there, if I didn't mention it, was from 2012. So the AI racing that I did at Kansas um, was interesting. 
Uh, I did enjoy it, but I will say it's it's still frustrating racing against AI because they will check up way more than they need to in certain cases, and and basically you have to either jam on the brakes or dive underneath them or dive on, oh, above them to to make sure you don't run into them. Um, because if you do, you'll end up with enough damage that you won't be competitive. Um, but I do think that the the high line at Kansas is still a little bit too powerful, although. If you're right behind somebody, you can't really follow them directly into the corner from what I've experienced because you'll you'll have too much of a push in the car, which is realistic. Um, and also, there seems to be a good amount of side drafting that you can do, which they haven't had in the game for a while, but I haven't also played for a while. Um, so maybe this is uh, as of the last build. But it's nice to kind of see that you can kind of side draft people like the way they do in real life on the mile and a half tracks. So... I've enjoyed doing a little bit more eye racing finally, um, even if it's against the AI, just getting my feet wet. Um, I'll probably try to do a little bit more um, against real people if I feel comfortable, but uh, it's a lot easier to just jump in a race with AI and not worry about, you know, my safety rating or, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, I could screw up somebody's day if I run into them or something like that. So enjoyed that. Moving on from iRacing, I want to talk a little bit about the Formula One U.S. Grand Prix, which is in Austin, Texas. Um, so NASCAR leaves Texas, F1 jumps in. Um, I don't know if you saw Josh in the broadcast, but Mick Schumacher from the Haas F1 team was in the pit box for one of the Stuart Haas racing teams this past weekend in Texas. So a little bit of crossover there. Um, but the U.S. Grand Prix is 56 laps, 5.5 mile, or sorry, 5.5 kilometer track. Um, and we've, we're, in, we're in the U.S., so we, we got some standard Eastern times for our uh, qualifying and race. So if you want to adjust your lineup after practice and things like that, it'll be a little easier. You won't have to wake up super early. Qualifying is at 5 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, October 23rd. Race starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, October 24th. Um, so if you want to make changes before qualifying, you could plenty of time to do that on Saturday. Um, yeah, so excited to watch that race. It's, it's been a little while since I've watched the Austin Grand Prix or they weren't there last year. Um, and then this year they're finally coming back. So be interesting to see. Josh, did you, you didn't have any lineup changes you were going to make for this race, correct? No, I'm going to, going to ride it how it is. All right. Well. I mean, all your moves have paid off so far, so I can't really say anything. Um, I'm going to try to mix things up. And this is potential. I haven't made these moves yet because I know that if I make the moves, they count towards my substitution. And if I want to change my mind, it would cost me points. So currently, my plan is to swap out McLaren as my constructor to get Williams. Um, they've been performing better than I think people expect. They're a lower bottom tier constructor still, but it saves me 12.5 million, which allows me to upgrade Ricardo to Verstappen. That's a $9.8 million spend. And then I'm going to upgrade Leclerc to Perez for $0.5 million. So kind of banking on Red Bull drivers to carry me a little bit and hoping that the Williams constructor doesn't hurt me too bad. Um, But I will be paying attention to practice and I'll tweet out, uh, any changes to these plans um, over the weekend. So 
keep it locked to the iRace We Gamble Twitter just to see what I actually end up doing. But that's my current plan. Um, even if Josh isn't changing anything, I've got to find a way to catch up to him. Not going with a mega this weekend unless I find out that some team has a huge advantage that I didn't know about. Um, otherwise, I'm saving that for Brazil when they have the spring qualifying. Okay, let's jump into Texas NASCAR stuff. Uh, Josh, I just want to jump right in here. Were you surprised by the amount of attrition we saw in this race? There was a lot of cars not finishing this race. Um, what, what did you think of that? Uh, I guess the answer to surprised is yes. Um, I think a lot of that came out of the one big wreck that we had that snatched up basically half of the field that once in playoff drivers and Kyle Busch. Although yeah, Kyle I, was able to get out of it pretty well. Yeah. I was going to say when that happened, I thought for sure he was just done for the day and he, he somehow managed to win stage one after that. Yeah. And then I think it was probably about the last 20 laps or so, you know, the 22 blowing the motor, the 19 getting into the wall, seven getting tires cut down. It just kind of, it felt like we were doing three laps and then going back under caution. Three more laps going back under caution. So it kind of made for an interesting but also ho-hum finish at the end. Uh, But the 22 just kind of really hurt my spirits altogether. Because I have him in my final four, (laughs) which kind of is a real uphill battle now for him. Um, And he was my lock going into the week. And it kind of, I mean, that killed lineups and things like that for me, but um, yeah, I was a little, yeah, I was surprised by it. It was also the first Texas race that I've actually really seen because we were the, it was the all-star race earlier this year. So, but didn't go in with any expectations, but it was uh, it was wild, especially the end there with all the just random nonsense happening. Yeah, I, I think it was quite the shit show, um, more so than even I expected. Um, Josh, I gotta I gotta ask you. Um, I, we both put some some bets on the race this weekend. I alluded to it in the opening. Is is Blaney ever going to finish top three when you expect him to finish top three? Because I think you've put three bets on him now at this point. Uh, doesn't seem like it. <laughs> uh, three times I've bet on him now and for top three, and he's finished fourth, fourth, and fifth. So they hurt a little bit. Yeah, that's tough. I, I think it was sixth this week, but, I mean, same difference. Uh, and... It, man, it's it's so tough because he. I think he finished stage two in the top three. He looked like he had close to a top three car. It was like maybe between him and Kozlowski. But I think all the restarts at the end and the shit show that went on kind of made it hard for him to find his way to the top three. Um, yeah, at one I, point during the race, I went into the kitchen. Emily was doing her prep cooking. I said, I'm feeling good about Blaney. He's got a really good long run. And then we got the ending we got. Yeah, then we got, what, five cautions in 30 laps or something? Yeah. 
not what you were looking for. Um, although I did get what I was looking for. Uh, as I mentioned, I went to the casino uh, with with Pat to place some bets on the NFL games, which came out on in the green on not by a lot, but enough to feel happy and um, put uh, what was it, ten dollars on uh, Kyle Larson to win the race and he was plus 340 so that meant my ten dollars got me 44 back so net 34 bucks on that i also bet ten dollars on kyle bush to finish uh top three he did not get me that so my net gain out of nascar bets got me 24 bucks so i'm very happy with that um wish kyle bush had a better day but can't win them all um unfortunate uh but josh i'm curious so looking at some of the betting odds uh, larson won this past weekend he's probably the favorite this weekend but i i'm curious would you bet right now if we're looking at futures on kyle larson in the nascar championship as far as DraftKings sportsbook goes he's only plus 150 right now to win the championship which is not a ton considering we're a few races away from the championship you know, would you bet on Kyle Larson winning the championship at plus 150 right now? Uh, so the quick answer is yes, I would. Just okay. based on the season that he's having, he is okay. already he's already in the championship. So that means this is this is them putting him at plus 150 to win Phoenix. Yep. That's where I have the little bit of hesitation historically it's not his best track i think he has an average finish around seventh if i'm not mistaken at phoenix so i have a little bit of hesitation there but just the way that team's been working i mean you look a couple weeks ago was it two weeks ago i think he had to change his alternator belt in the middle of the race and still drove back up and won yeah the team's just clicking um they're asking you to put money on on that at one plus one fifty. That's that's a low odds uh, for win for winning one race really. Um I feel like you usually see a favored race winner in the plus two sixty range. Well yeah, it, it, just to be clear, I, I mean I, Larson was plus three forty at Texas, and that's why I put money on. I wasn't planning on putting money on him when I went to the casino, but when I saw plus 340 next to Larson's name, I was like, well, I got him. I got to put money on him. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, that's a nice bang for your buck. Um, so uh, it's just, it, it's a line that's screaming, come take me, um, which normally I would kind of, avoid a little bit but just the fact that he's having the season he's having i think i would probably take that bet because at this point it's it's a bet on him to win phoenix because he's already he's he's locked in so he can't be eliminated you know you look at a guy like logano who's at plus 2800 to win the championship He's still got to do really well in both of these two races or win one of them, get a little bit of help from the field, and then win Phoenix. That would, that 
scenario for Larson would make it. So I wouldn't even think about touching that plus 150. But looking at it as just winning Phoenix, I think I'm fine with it. I think I would probably take that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely tricky. I would almost want to put like 10 bucks on Logano to win just because it pays out 280 bucks, right? Like that seems almost worth it just based on that alone. But I do realize that Logano has a lot to overcome to even get there. So I understand why the odds are low. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's a tough call. I I don't hate putting money on Larson because he's he's just been so good lately. But yeah, plus 150 might not be enough for me personally. Like if I had the opportunity, uh, if I headed to the casino this weekend, I don't know if I would put much money on that. But um, it's not a bad bet. I wouldn't I wouldn't like laugh at you for making that bet either. So it's it's tough going. It'll be Uh, interesting to see how that line moves as if if and as more drivers lock into the final round you know if we get a if we get a hamlin win this weekend does that line move over 200 yeah yeah it'll be really curious to see you know depending on who gets through to phoenix um i mean joey logano won the race there uh or no sorry he finished second there to truex so and and hamlin finished third so the top three at Phoenix in the in the spring, which is granted, this is back March 14th, but the top three were Hamlin, Truex, Logano. So if a guy like Truex and Hamlin make it through, does that change the odds against him? Maybe. I don't know. Um, hard to say because because right now I think it's Hamlin who's only nine points to the good. Truex with his crash is 22 points out. So if Truex can win at Martinsville, let's say, does that move the line for Larson? Maybe. Um, we'll see. Any any hot takes after this week's action, Josh? No, I've got nothing as far as hot takes right now. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this, and I feel like it. it I feel like my hot take is that the 19 or the 22 makes it into the final four. Now, to be fair, I have the 19 in my final four and you have the 22 in your final four. So my guess is that one of us gets one of those right. Um, But they are both pretty far out right now. Truex minus 22, Legato minus 43. So what I'm saying is I expect one of them to win at Martinsville. That's kind of my, my guess. This week, I don't expect the other of them to win, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk real quick about the ideal lineup. Um, it was surprisingly expensive. Four drivers over nine thousand. Only one driver in the in the buy low category made it in. Uh, but it was your your first, second, third, and fifth place finishers. Your top four point getters, which end up being the five of Larson, the twenty four of Byron, the four of Harvick. The 20 of Christopher Bell, followed by your best by low candidate, which would have been the 99 of Suarez. Uh, one of those days where he survives and does what he needs to, um, not a race where he crashes or has a mechanical issue. So that that's usually the difference for him. Um, he was the sixth best driver overall and at 6.5 thousand. That made him easy to fit in. Uh, but this lineup was five of the top six 
point getters, and the budget was 49.8. So you barely could fit this lineup into your uh, budget, but it got you 409.1 points. Um, and the fact that Kyle Larson started first, finished first, led a ton of laps was kind of what I was banking on. That's why he was my lock of the week. I, I just think he's on fire. He's going to continue to stay on fire. Uh, he might be an instant lock for Kansas, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll see. Um, it allowed me to double up on my cash, but unfortunately I didn't get in as many cash lineups as I wanted to. Not all of them filled. Um, and like I already mentioned, I, I felt very happy with the fact that my casino winnings gave me 24 bucks uh, to play with. I, I essentially more than doubled up on those as well. I uh, went from spending 20 to making 24. So good day at the casino um, betting on drivers. And I lost my tournament um, mostly because the 47, the 23, and the 48 were all involved in that big wreck early. Um, kind of killed my day. The other two drivers I had in that lineup were the 5 and the 18, who were both fine. Um, really didn't work out, though, with those three guys going out. So my tournament didn't work. But, uh, Josh, how did how did your stuff go? Uh, terrible. Mm. That's uh, about all we need to say. <laughs> yeah. I won nothing. Um, my draft lineup would have been great if Logano didn't blow his motor. I would have got another win against you in the draft if he didn't blow his motor um i was looking very very strong uh going up to about 40 laps left in stage three and then it all just kind of melted away yeah yeah the ending to that race didn't really work out in your favor for sure um my draft lineup was pretty good i think it was obviously helped by the fact that logano you know didn't do what he was planning to um but i will say the 15 my my sneaky by low not actually my by low of garrett smithley ended up being the 23rd best point getter at only 2000 bucks one of the highest i think the highest no no no, sorry third highest value on the board in terms of points per dollar so he worked out great because he didn't get in that big wreck um but obviously that was that was a little bit of luck. Um kind of saved my lineup because the 42 didn't work out for me. And you had the crazy thing is your draft lineup had two of the four ideal lineup drivers with the 24 and the four. Uh, and I only had Larson. So it it was a close one. You only beat me or I only beat you by 15 points. Could have gone either way. Like you mentioned, Deliano not blowing his motor would have really made the difference. Both of our bylows with the 23 and the 47. Got ruined by the wreck early on. Um, I know Bubba was very dejected after that because he kind of kicked that wreck off by trying to keep it in the middle of three wide and just really didn't have the grip in his car to make that work. Um, 47 got collected as well as some others. Um, the best value plays, we've already talked about Suarez in the 99 being in the ideal lineup. Outside of him, 43 of Eric Jones was the next best, followed by Briscoe and Reddick, both pretty good plays. And then you get into a really interesting set of drivers right after them in the seven of LaJoy. The 78 of BJ McLeod was your, what is it, sixth best buy low driver, followed by the 66 of, is it David Starr? Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah, 66 of David Starr and a 34 of Michael McDowell. Not guys I would have expected to be ahead of Cole Custer, that's for sure. 
Um, the 15, who I had, like I mentioned, was ahead of the 21, the 3, the 1, the 13, and the 10, which I was shocked by when I kind of did the math. I, I knew the 15 was decent, and all those guys didn't really have great days, but just the fact that the 15 made it above a lot of those guys is, uh, really, really saved me. So was good to see that. Um, obviously, the bad expensive plays were the 48 getting caught up in that wreck, the 22 blowing a motor, the 19 getting in that late race wreck uh, with the 99, which I, we didn't really talk about it. But Josh, did you see the replay or did you see it live when the the 19 wrecked? I did, yeah. Yeah. Did, would you say that was his fault or Suarez? Oh, man. Could have been a topic, but I felt like I just thought of it now. I feel like I lean that it's on the 99. Um, you know, even Truex, when he was, you know, he got out, cleared medical and was talking to the reporters, he said, you know, I don't really know. I'm going to have to go look at the tape and kind of see what happened there. Yeah. I guess my thing about it is, Truex has a bunch of yellow on his car. So you don't really got to get that close to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I think Suarez probably could have just backed out of it a tiny bit. But at the same time, I think Suarez felt like, hey, I'm just on the bottom here. I'm underneath you. Why did you come down as far as you did? So I'd put a little more blame on the 19 in that scenario. But the 99 could have cut him a break, especially knowing he's in the playoffs. But I think it's clear at this point, like guys not in the playoffs just don't care. They're not going to cut guys slack unless it's maybe the championship race. They'd be a little more willing, um, but but not in this round. Speaking of this round, Kansas is the next race in this round. It's uh, pretty straightforward. It's another mile and a half, 550 horsepower, high downforce, multi-groove track. Still pretty aero-sensitive, so you're going to have the the blocking and all that going on. Um, 267 laps, because it's only 400 miles. Your stages are going to be 80, 80, and 107. They have not announced the competition caution yet, but if it's anything like Texas, it will probably be between laps 20 and 30. And if that's the case, that means that when they pit for the competition caution, they can make it to the end of stage one, because the fuel window's over 60 laps. So, you know, if they if they have it even as early as lap 20, that's only 60 laps to the end of stage one. So in, interesting to see how that'll play out. I imagine maybe you'll get some guys doing two tires. We saw that at Texas a little bit. Uh, yeah, should be interesting. Um, and then also worth noting, uh, I talked about it when I was talking about the, the high racing that I've done in Kansas. Um, there's multiple grooves there. You can race on the top line. There's more banking up there. You can kind of use the seams in the track to sort of offset the weight of the car um, and get it to sort of drive a little different or get it a little loose um, because of the progressive banking that they have in the corners. It's 17 to 20 degrees. Um, so I, I think that makes the track a little more interesting, at least more interesting than Texas or maybe even Vegas. Um, and a quick reminder uh, the Kansas race here in the spring, I think it was in uh, April, or no, May, sorry. Uh, that's when we had the the inevitable but waited forever to have a caution for a tire in the grass, which 
you sort of alluded to with your little uh, beautiful song at the beginning of the show, Josh. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could get that out of my mind. <laughs> man, I hated that. Yeah, hey, you hated it. Chris Buescher hated it. It was not great. Um, but also in that race, uh, Denny Hamlin was up front in front of Kyle Larson uh, toward the end, tried to hold him off, ended up getting in the wall, trying to hold him off, uh, kind of ruined his day. Um, Larson looked like he kind of had the dominant car, but it was another one of those races where you had a bunch of restarts at the end. And Blaney ended up being in front of Larson at some point. They went into the corner in turn one on a restart, and Larson and Blaney were kind of too connected, trying to push each other, or rather, Larson pushing Blaney. Uh, they both got sideways, didn't work out for either of them. They didn't get the finish they needed, um, and that allowed Kyle Busch to get the win. Kyle Bushy McBush, um, which meant that the uh, Bushy McBush light car of Kevin Harvick finished second. So if you remember back to that race, that was the Bushy McBush 400 or whatever it was. So um, entertaining race. Happy to see Kyle Busch win it. Not sure that he'll do it this time, but we'll see. Um, Before we get into uh, our draft for Kansas, Josh, I'm curious, what is your current prediction for who will make the final four now that we've had one race in this round? I'm going to lock the 11 in. Only plus nine, but he's doing well. I'm going to say the 19. Oh, where do you you see him getting in? Do you think he has to win a race or what? I think he's going to win Martinsville next week. Okay. And then I am going to say... Hmm... I think I'm going to go 18 because I think he's just going to have a good enough race here that he's going to he's going to have a good enough race here. If he doesn't win, it's going to be Larson winning, and I think he'll be one of the top two points guys. So I think it'll be Hamlin and Bush getting in with points, and Larson and Truex getting in with wins. Okay. Yeah. With that really, the, the main guy that that leaves out is Blaney, who's currently plus 17 to the cut line. Um, but yeah, I could still see it happening because with stage points, if Kyle Busch and Hamlin are getting more stage points than Blaney, they could easily, easily overtake him. Um, so for my predictions, I'm going to agree with the 18. Bit of a homer pick, bit of a he's good at Kansas, he's good at Martinsville. Um, I don't expect him to win either. But I, to your point, I think he'll finish top five uh, or get those stage points in either race that he'll either win or get enough points. So 18 is my pick to continue on. I honestly think Larson's going to win again this week, uh, or at least it's it's possible enough that, it, you know, it, no one would be shocked, let's say. Um, and then it comes down to who's going to get the points. And I think... Blaney had a pretty good race here up until that late race issue with Larson last earlier in the season um, that I think Blaney will actually make it through. He just has to survive Martinsville, which is a bit of a tall order. I don't think he has the best record there, but I'm going to I'm going to bank on Blaney making it, which means it's either Hamlin or Truex. And I think Truex is maybe just too far back. And I think maybe someone other than him wins at Martinsville because to your point, he could win Martinsville. He is very good there. 
Um, and that could be his ticket in. But I think Hamlin has shown the consistency. He could have the best opportunity to upset Larson this weekend. So I'm going to put the 5, 18, 12, and 11 in, um, which is only two of my original four that I predicted. And you only have two of your original four that you predicted with the 5 and the 11. So kind of in the same boat there. Um, but yeah, it's we'll see. This weekend should provide us with some interesting information. Um, should we should we jump right into the draft? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, I, I, you're first up, correct? I am. I have a very difficult decision to make here. Is it? Yeah, it kind of is. I'm wondering if I don't take the five, if he might make it back to me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking the five of Larson. I was going to say. I was going to say, if you're not taking five, I think you're... Are you going to give him to me? No. <laughs> um, yeah, is he your lock? Should we make him an instant lock? Because he'd be my lock this week. And if he'd be your lock, I think we have to skip him and go to someone else. Yeah, let's call him an instant lock. Okay. Yeah, he's just too good, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. too difficult to to ignore him um so yeah the, the fives it should be in your lineup regardless even though he starts first it's the same situation as last week he started first last week he still had the most points by uh almost 20 points almost 20 percent more points than the next best so you, you can't not have him in your lineup i think um so in order to handle that i think what i'm gonna do this is a tough call Hmm. i think i'm gonna take kyle bush which is a little bit of a homer pick but he did well he won this race earlier he was running top five even before larson and blaney got into their issue speaking of blaney also gonna throw him in there i think Blaney is going to be my lock only because he's 11,000. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, Kyle Larson's the instant lock, but Blaney's going to be my lock outside of that. He's just, he's too good to pass up. I think he moves on from this round um, because he gets a lot of good points this round or this race. So I, I'm going to throw Blaney in as my lock. I'm going to put him in my draft line. All right. I like those picks quite a bit. You like them for you or you like them for me? I like them in general. All right. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the eight of Tyler Reddick. Not a by low candidate, nine point two this week. No, and he if he was under that threshold, he probably would have been yeah. my by low. Um, I just like him on tracks where you can just get up on that high line and go. It's a risky pick because with that comes possibly rubbing the wall, and we all know Tyler Reddick likes to just, you know, pretty much just send it (laughs) and uh, drive all over the place. But I'm going to take that risk. And to offset that risk just a little bit, 
Hmm. Boy, I'm just uh, there's two guys that I'm looking at here, but both of them are gonna make my the rest of my build a little bit tough. Mm. Um, I'm gonna do it though. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the four of Harvick. Okay, I like that. I like that quote and a bit. He's, he's going to be my lock. Yeah. I, I think he'll uh, go from 11 back up to the top five again. And uh, I just, he feels, he feels like the safe guy to offset the craziness of Reddick. Yeah. I, I mean, he looked really strong here in the spring when the Stewart House cars weren't that good. And I feel like they're starting to come around. At least on the 550 horsepower package, we saw Briscoe do decent at Texas. We saw Harvick do decent at Texas. Um, yeah, I I like that pick a lot. Um, I like it as a lock too, especially at that price point of what is it, nine thousand? Yeah, nine five. Yep, nine five. Sorry. Yep. Good good choices. Um, now it's time for me to, to I think to save a little budget. Probably. And I think I'm going to go with. Hmm, it's tougher than I thought it would be. You're stealing too many of my drivers. That's the problem. All right. So I'm going to start with Ross Chastain. I think he's my buy low. He's 7.5. Starts 24th. Only reason he didn't have a good race last week, I think, is because he was a little bit caught up in that accident, if I remember correctly. Does that sound right? He was, yeah. And yeah. he was going to be my buy, too. So now I'm going to have to go to my second option. Stole him right from underneath you. Yep. Love to see that. Um, okay, yeah, I, I like that. And I think... I'm going to stick with another driver I like and his price point. Actually, let me see. How much does it leave me with? Hmm. No, I know. This is tough. This is really tough. No, I don't like that either. Let's see. Man, really, really stuck here. All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the 11 of Hamlin. At 13.5, starting sixth. He had a good race going here in the spring. Didn't work out for him. I think if it happens this time, I think he's just going to not hit the wall because he needs the points. He's going to get a top five, maybe a top three. Um, between him and Kyle Busch, I think they both finish in the top five. I think the same thing with Ryan Blaney. So my thought is 11, 12, 18 all finish in the top five. It's, that's going to give me enough points, hopefully. So I'm going to go with the 11 as my fourth driver. All right. So this makes it interesting for me and where I want to go.
There's two ways to build the rest of this that I like. And unfortunately, my budget doesn't allow me to do either of them. Oof. Which is brutal. Ah, this is rough. All right, so I'm going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I'm going to take the nine to Chase Elliott. Oh. I got to get my other playoff driver in. Okay, that's fair. You've got three in yours. I got to get my next one. Um, I was also looking at uh, the two of Kozlowski. But I needed him and Logano to have their price points switched. Mm, and I yeah. wish they would have because of Logano starting five spots behind him. Yeah. I'm just not feeling good about Logano. Um, if I was, it would make it would allow me to be able to build out the end of it how I kind of wanted to. Mm. Um, so I'm just gonna take the upside of the nine there and then I know oh boy I think I'm going to finish it off with the 77 of Justin Haley ding 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 correct answer in my opinion hey you know he's just got to survive finish no more than five laps down and he'll be fine Yep. At 3,500, starting in 33rd, he's pretty deep in the pack. So to be able to get Harvick, Elliott, and Larson, I think it's a, I think it's worth worth the gamble on that. Yeah, he's actually in a lineup of mine. So I, I like that call a lot. Um, I, I think that he starts 33rd, and he's a driver that's going to finish 32nd or better. So... He's going to gain spots, in my opinion. The guys who will finish behind him are probably Crash Pasta, Quinn Hauf, Chad Fincham, Cody Ware, Josh Blicky, BJ McLeod, Joey Gase, David Starr, Ryan Ellis. They're all in the same or worse equipment. Parker Kligerman's probably not going to do that well just because of the equipment he's in. He's a great driver, but um, yeah, I think I think Justin Haley's a great pick at the starting spot. Um, it'd be nice to pick his teammate of Corey LaJoy, but Corey LaJoy starts 23rd. That's just, that's tough. And I don't think he fits your budget either, but. No, he does not. I had to be under 4,300. Yeah. So I, I really like the Justin Haley pick a lot. Um, I assume Justin Haley's not your buy low though, right? He is not, no. Okay. So I am going to go with the 37 of Priest. He's not always been my best choice in the past, but he's another guy who starts right uh, in the same spot as Justin Haley, 32nd as opposed to 33rd. Only 5000 bucks. That leaves me with no budget remaining. But I think, you know, if he gets a top 25, if he finishes 25th, honestly, that's what I'm expecting. Um, that should be plenty. If I get Hamlin, Blaney, and Bush in the top five and Chastain in the top 12, maybe, that's what I'm really looking for. So, yeah, 37 Aprice is going to round out my draft lineup. All right, I like it. 
All right, so guys, we missed Josh. Who is your buy low that hasn't made any of these lineups yet? Well, besides the 42 that you wanted. So I'm looking at two guys here. Um, I really actually kind of like them both being built into lineups. Um, But just based on – I'm going to give the nod based on starting position to the 14 of Briscoe. Mm, Okay. You did have a good run last week. Uh, I suppose I should just say the other guy who I was thinking about. The other one who was in consideration for me is the 21 of DiBenedetto. Mm, starting 15th, yeah. Briscoe yeah, starting. So that, that four-position buffer and just being a little cheaper, I think, helps the value of Briscoe. Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm fine with putting the 21 in the guys we missed as well. Either him or the 99, that's what I was leaning towards. 99. Yeah, I don't, don't hate the 99 either. Um, all right, so we'll say 99 or 21, maybe. Uh, let's see. So if we have the 14, I'll put the 99 in there for now, but we can always swap it out. He's a little cheaper. Um, let's see. We didn't draft. Who did we miss? I'm throwing a lineup. I wonder if this is going to all fit together. You think the 24 of Byron makes it in there? Holy moly, that fits way too well. (laughs) Byron, Truex, Kozlowski. Truex, Kozlowski, Benedetto, Briscoe, Suarez has 7,200 remaining salary. So I had, I had Briscoe, Suarez, Byron, Truex, and Kozlowski. And that's 3,700 remaining. With uh, Byron instead of who? Uh, so I have 24,19,2 as the high price guys. And then I have 99 and 14. 99 and 14. Yeah, and I have 21 and 14. So do we agree on the 24, the 2, and the 19 being in the guys we missed lineup no matter what? Because they're they're the highest price guys left after our draft, and I think they all have a good shot at performing well. Yep. I think those three definitely get locked in. And then we agree. 14 on- stays as my buy low. So it's either the 99 or the 21. And we can have either one. Um, other options would be, let's see. What about the 48 since he starts all the way back in 25th? Yeah, that starting position really helps him. It's kind of like with, with Harvick, my, my lean toward having Harvick in last week because of that starting position. I think he started 26th last week. Yeah, the way the budget works on this, I, I do like that, actually. So I think that's kind of how I lean. I like the 21. I also I like the 21. I like the 99. But because it works, I think I lean the 48. Yeah, I agree with you there. And we got our two playoff drivers in the 19 and the 2. Yep. Good lineup. Good, good guys who miss lineup, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I agree. 
Is there anyone who's going to lead laps besides Kyle Larson? I think it'd be Kyle Busch, if anybody. Yeah, that's a that's a safe bet. Um, I I could see Blaney leading some because he's had some good success early on in races. Um, I think I had or Hamlin. I have basically my my four guys that I think could lead the most laps outside of or including Larson. So Larson, I think, could lead two hundred one hundred to two hundred laps. I've got Hamlin anywhere from 25 to 150 laps. I've got Kyle Busch anywhere from zero to 100, and the same for Blaney. So those are the four guys I see leading laps, if anyone. Um, everyone else could get their, you know, 50 laps or less in there at some point or some bit cycle stuff, but um, not not anything worth, you know, pointing out other than the five, I think, to be honest. Um all right, so lineup time. I, I mentioned the 77 already, so I kind of want to talk about my tournament lineup that he made it into. Um, so to start it off, I'll, I'll start with the 77 and the 5. Obviously, the 5 needs to be in your lineup, in my opinion. The 77 makes it so you can fit a lot of other valuable people in there. Um, so what I did is I went 577, and then I went 18 and 12. So, you know, potential top three contenders there. And then the 42 to round it out. Um, starting in 24th, only 7.5 thousand fits into that lineup really nicely. Um, you already mentioned him as a contender for your buy low. Uh, I, I really like that as my tournament lineup. Josh, do you have a tournament lineup you have set? Yeah, so I have the... Uh, you start with the five. And then I've got a lot of the um a lot of the seventy five to nine thousand guys. Um so I with Larson I've got the two of Kozlowski. There's my second playoff driver. We've got the twenty of Christopher Bell, the forty eight of Bowman because of his starting position, and the same thing the forty two of Chastain because of starting position. So recap that full list for me. Five, two, twenty, forty-eight, and forty-two. Ah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I think you've got good uh, place differential opportunity, and uh, yeah, Larson's just your your go-to. I think of this week, so I like that lineup. Um. As far as cash lineups go, this is where it gets a little tricky for me. I think what I'm going to do is keep Larson and Chastain as the lock and buy low. Dip down to Byron, who starts ninth. Gives me a little bit more upside at 11.5 thousand. I like that. Um, I do really like Kevin Harvick starting 11th at 9.5 as well, which leaves me with 7,000 left. Which then it's a matter of just getting in somebody who's going to pick up places. And you've got Bubba Wallace at 6.2. You've got Ricky Stenhouse at 5.8. Both of them start uh, late in the in the back of the 20s, 27, 28th. Uh, you could take Ryan Newman at 31st, uh, 5.5 thousand. I think for the purpose of this, I'm going to go Bubba. I don't think he has makes the same mistake twice, two weeks in a row. 
Um, so tentatively, my cash lineup is 5, 24, 42, 4, and 23. So really looking for position upside and expecting Kyle Larson to dominate in that lineup. All right. So my cash has a different vibe for sure than my tournament. I went more heavy hitter. I went with the five to start it off. Threw in the 18 of Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. The, the four of Harvick. I got the 22 of Benedetto in there. Mm-hmm. And that's a very budget-heavy lineup, so I'm actually rounding that out with 96 of Kligerman. Oh, okay. Just because he can't lose a position. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's really helpful for him. Um, I don't think he's in the best equipment, but yeah, just having that last starting position and potentially avoiding any incidents could bring him up to the top 30. Yep, and that should be enough with the rest of those guys, I think. Yeah. And you said the 21 of the Benedetto? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Solid lineup. Um, be very interesting to see how this goes on Sunday. Are, are we racing on Sunday, Josh? Sunday at 3, supposedly. Same time as the F1, right? Same time as the F1. We have a lot of rain in the forecast for Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, 75% chance of rain throughout the day. Thunderstorms possibly in the evening. So I'm going to guess that we're going to be running this race on the cool 63 cloudy day of Monday. Mm. Yeah. Not something you want to see typically um, during the workday, obviously. Um, my hope is that they those thunderstorms roll through a little early and maybe they can do a little bit of a night race on Sunday night um, because we don't have any Bills or Cowboys games to deal with, right? So it'd be nice if they got it in on Sunday, maybe after the F1 race. Be a good time. Yeah, um, that'd be incredible. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Keep an eye on the weather, everybody. Don't uh, don't set your DVRs quite yet, um, and we'll we'll see how it goes. It's only Thursday, and uh, you know if you're like me, it's not ideal, but not the end of the world to throw uh, MRN radio on, listen to the race while you work. Yeah, yeah, not a bad alternative, to be honest. And you can always catch radioactive afterwards or any of the highlights to see what really happened. Uh, but yeah, look forward to this weekend. Um, and we will catch you next week. We have two races left after this um, before the end of the season. So getting exciting. Catch you next week.